Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've got chimes. We've got noises coming in and we are back on the first Tuesday of the new we, year. We made we made it through. I know yesterday, through Monday. Yeah, yesterday was was rough for a lot of people, but uh, we made it through. It was actually an awesome day for for me. I loved it. It was I'm so in tune with routine and process that all you have to do is get in the process, follow the process. So we great. and we've started a new process to where we open the show up, we get in here, we say hello, and then we bring you in with our wake up music and our morning huddle music. Good morning, Corey Disson. Good to see you joining wow. the uh, joining the Corey, podcast man. this morning. Yeah, love Corey. what you're doing. So, Shay, wake us up with some music this morning. I gotta tell you, that is a welcome addition because that lights the fire. Wake up, uh, everybody! <laughs> strong and deep, man. Little get little to start Teddy. the day with, yeah. Anytime you get to start the day with Teddy P, it's the well. Win, Corey's so. Corey's up in that Philadelphia area, so uh, that's Philly. That's old Philly well, music. Now he's in. Now he's in Virginia. He moved to Virginia because his oh, boy plays baseball at Richmond. Yeah, I did not know that. Wow, how do you so, like that? Wow. Yeah, I got you, Corey. I got you. And good morning to Michael Kados. Excited to uh, join you tonight on your podcast. And, look at, uh, look at Robert, Robert Anderson running out of the tunnel now, man. Holy cow. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. That is strong. That it is, is so tunnel strong. week. It good morning. Is good morning. Week. Good morning. So uh, a quick shout out to Jonathan Fishman, who, uh, by the way, the feedback on the 20-minute in and out was really good but jonathan in true form suggested that the show should be 21 minutes because that aligns with 21 and blackjack and it's a winning <laughs> end and you know what so theoretically we stop at 20 we do a minute of closing music so blackjack <laughs> awesome i uh it's it, everything comes into alignment which is really great so That's good morning scott garber good morning eddie dykes I uh, love what you guys are doing over there at the Weston Jewelers. Saw the video you guys posted, the thank you video from everybody in the store. Super awesome stuff. Um, if you guys have not been over there to see him, you absolutely should because the Hard Rock store is amazing and constantly doing new things. So very, very cool. So we oh, said man. yesterday. We're breaking, we're breaking records here today. Maribel Cardez is here. I got a lot of shout outs yesterday from new people. So this is awesome. Inviting sure. new people to the, it's new blood, man. Let's network. Love yeah. It. I love that. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. And we said, you know, yesterday was rough for a lot of people. It was especially rough for a lot of people in the NFL because it was black Monday. Uh, the first Monday after the final week of the season where a lot of coaches let go and Marcus Ogden, who, you know, who, who I was triggered to reach out to him yesterday. Because him and I had not connected. He was actually a second degree. And I shot him a note after I saw his post and said, hey, we have way too many commonalities. 
Um, and here's his post about, you know, Jonathan Lynn getting, getting, or Anthony Lynn getting fired yesterday from the, from the chargers. And it's amazing to see the way Jonathan or Anthony Lynn impacted him as a running backs coach way back in 2003, when they were on the Jaguars together. And this is an interesting topic for me because, you know, obviously I have, I've been fired directly as the special teams coordinator and indirectly because the head coach got fired and the whole staff got let go. And, you know, obviously this is a guy who knows how to coach. He's impacted players the right way. People love him. People within the organization love him yet. He didn't win. He was 500. The 33 and 31, I think was his overall record. And we love our, our, our people at the chargers. You know, we, we had the opportunity to work with them, but we live in a results-based world, right? And so when do you cut the cord? You know, there were reports yesterday that Shane Gailey got fired, which ended up being fraudulent. <laughs> ESPN seemed to screw up on that one. But, well, you know, when you do know, you cut the cord? If, if you listen to media, you know, it drives you crazy. Tanya Roberts was reported dead. And then right. she's, <laughs> she's not dead. You know, like, so her, her publicist got it wrong. Like, what the? You know, but um, to your point, um, you know what? We do live in a result-oriented world. That's part of what you need to accept. And fish stinks from the head down, you know? So somebody's got to take responsibility for the what's working and what's not working. And unfortunately, you know, when you look at the Chargers, they lost too many games they should have won. And so somebody should be responsible for that. Unfortunately, they got a great quarterback. Um, what was astonishing to me was that the Jet guy, Gase, lasted as long as he did compared to a guy like Anthony Lynn, who I felt bad for. I, I yeah. actually wanted him you know, to stick it out. But um, all of this conversation leads me to, uh, I need to see you this week and bring your playbook. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff, been there, done that. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's interesting because as leaders within organizations, and we have this conversation all the time with people that we're working with is, you know, you have to identify talent, you have to develop that talent. But at some point, if they're not getting the job done, you have to make the change, regardless of whether or not they're a good person and you like them, and you think they can, at some point, you have to say either you can't or you won't, either way you get replaced. You know, I'd like to stick on this topic and invite Coach Wanstad on because I've had conversations with him about, hey, we were 10 and 6, hey, we were 10 and 6, but they never got out of 10 and 6. And he yeah. said there was so much internal political stuff going on that, you know, he was taking care of the field general. He was taking care of that, but he was catching shit from marketing, catching shit from, you know, other parts of the business. So it really is a fascinating conversation, but ultimately it does roll up to one, one seat, one title, and, uh, you know. You've got to take responsibility for it. So like, who do they get? I mean, that's the thing. Who well, do they get so that's, that's the best part about talking about coaching is that they're going to go get somebody like Adam Gase or they're going to go right. get somebody who hasn't been successful somewhere else because you're not hiring somebody away from a job. Like yeah. Joe Judge isn't getting hired away from the Giants right now. So you got to go get somebody who got fired. Because that's the way the coaching world works is the barrier to entry is not about being talented. It's not about being a good leader, understanding how to coach or knowing the game. It's about just lasting. It's about Shay, hoping that uh, your guy hits the spot at the right time. Shay, show me Rob Thompson because this is the parallel. Not every coach is a head coach. It's true. Not yep. every great salesperson is a great manager. 
You know, it's Correct. just not, you know, so sometimes you put the wrong people in the wrong seats. Lori Salarillo and I had this great conversation at the end of uh, the year, you know, where we had, we were able to go to shooters and just let our minds be free. And, you know, putting the right people in the right seats is a key part of organizational uh, success. It really is. And I think, and Rob's comment about, not, you know, not every startup founder has the talent to be an entrepreneur. I think that's the fun part about working with startup people is that they've got a great idea. They've got something that they believe in and that they have they're passionate about, but they not but they might not, might not be salespeople. And if you're not if you're not in a biz dev mindset or don't have a process for it or don't know how to go about doing it, it's hard to start your own business or to run your own business as a startup. So working with entrepreneurs who have the passion for whatever it is that they've created, but helping them build a process to actually grow the business is the fun part of that. I agree. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so good start to the morning. Great start. Good start with the topic, but we got to get to some motivational music. So Shay, I'm pumped for this one. Take us away with some motivational music. DJ Shea Money, I don't know what you did to that to put your own remix on it, but I like it. It was a good little spin. You know what we had, we had? We had Teddy in the background, man. We had, <laughs> we, had, we had Wake Up and Whip It. Wake Up and Whip It going, man. <laughs> I, re well, I, re I replaced the video and then it went in. I don't know. That's so, the I don't reason know. I don't know is not a good answer. DJ, I was DJing it. I was mixing it up. Oh man, I love so it. The Daz Band classic, unbelievable yeah. song. Love it, love it, love it. But there's a lot of reasons to pick that song for today. Number one is we're going to talk about how to whip 2021. We're going to focus on some things that you can focus on in order to really dominate the year. But it is also National Whipped Cream Day. Ooh. So. Go get your whipped cream out of your uh, out of your refrigerator. Throw it on your coffee. Throw it on your Jello. Throw it on your ice cream, or just go ahead and throw a little bit in your mouth. But when you do, be careful because you could end up like this guy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh man, this feels good. Oh man, let me tell you something. So when I went to school in Gainesville, we used to you used to really like go yeah. after large cans of, of you know whipping cream. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, holy cow, man. 
I'll was, never forget. So that was like that was a thing in our house growing yeah. up. Is we would keep tapioca pudding, we would keep Jello, we throw a little whipped cream on there, and you'd always like take a little extra hit of the whipped cream before you put it back. And I'll never forget the first time I did it, but didn't turn the bottle upside down and took a whip it. And you looked at me like, "What are you doing? Like, did you do that on purpose?" I was like twelve, and you were like, "Wait a minute, what are you doing?" Like, Jeremy got it right. He goes, "You can't fix stupid." <laughs> so, uh, not recommending that you start your day with whippets, but that guy was definitely having a good time as he enjoyed his whipped cream. So. Um, so, but in all seriousness, I want to talk about some ways that we can really, you know, focus on dominating 2021, some areas that you should be focused on as you develop yourself. Because we talk about being lifelong learners. We talk about getting 1% better every single day. So I put together a list of eight things that I think are priorities for development and growth in 2021. And I think you were a little pissed that I did it, actually. I uh, So, you know, <laughs> great minds think alike. My plan for Wednesday was a very similar list, which just by coincidence, I've been trying to fit into each of the shows towards the end of the year and now in the beginning of the year. And that one piece of content I'm going to burn. Because <laughs> <laughs> and get it in. <laughs> so I think the number one thing, and, and this kind of goes into our event for next Monday, but it's piggybacks off what you talked about yesterday is that we are in a people business. All business is people business. And you started by talking about writing it down, which is a fundamental step. If you're not writing your goals down, if you're not writing your top 25 down, if you're not writing down your action plan, it's got a very low likelihood of happening. But the next best thing that you can be doing to build relationships is use video. So, you know, whether you're using it through email, whether you're using it through text, whether you're using it through direct message, video is the number one way to communicate with people. And as we were putting together the content for our presentation yesterday, we really drilled out all the different ways you can use it. It's not just about using it in a sales cycle. You can use it internally, externally, one-to-one, one-to-a-group, mass. But if you don't know what you're doing, you got no chance. So that, that's the first major area, in my opinion, that you should be focused on developing video. And obviously, Monday, we've got a great event to do it. So here's what's so interesting, because a lot of people say to me, yeah, I'm in social media, but it has no ROI. You and I can actually define real business dollars that came in because of video. I mean, so it doesn't get any more clear. So you can fight it. But it's just like when I was in the cell phone business, people say oh, people will never use a phone in their car. <laughs> oh, that, that was good thinking. <laughs> so so for me yesterday, I put the video on my story on Facebook and Instagram. And I told everybody, I said, hey, there's one week until this event. And if you're interested, you don't know how to use video, reach out to me and, and direct message me. And I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Three people reached out yesterday. Yeah. So don't tell me that there's not an ROI. I did it one time yesterday and got three people that are interested in learning more about being involved in that event. So it's, it's super awesome. And so Pam Constantino talks about it. She says, so can my team proven success with video? So, 
you know, those people that have already started to adopt it that need to continue to elevate to the next game because it's not just about sending it as a prospecting tool anymore. How are you using it throughout your entire game plan? So video for me is the number one thing that you guys need to be focused on. And the second thing, which I, I, this is going to come to no surprise to anybody, is LinkedIn. You talked about it yesterday being a not a buffet, but a very specific, deliberate tool in order to build relationships. Unless your goal is to be a social media influencer, there's very little value in having 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. But if you're using it the right way to figure out who to connect with, how to connect with them, and then how to produce content for yourself, not to become a social media influencer, but to feed the people that you're connected with daily, that's the game plan moving into 2021. And if you don't have that perfected, you need to do that. A shout out to Sean Wooden, um, who used to play for the Dolphins, had a great conversation with him yesterday. And we were talking about in the financial category, there's all kinds of compliance, things you're yeah. not allowed to say. So producing content for, for them is a little bit more limiting yeah. But, the but the reality is that's only one part of the strategy to use LinkedIn. And I gave him a few things. He's joining us on the video uh, presentation on, uh, uh, on Monday, as is Lewis Oliver. And so people are getting that. If you are going to communicate in this world, you got to build your own strategy based on the toolbox that's available. So that's awesome. And, and I, th I think that's the part when we teach LinkedIn like a pro that most people get wrapped into this, oh, well, I have to produce content. That is such the small sliver of how you really create conversations. All that is is personal marketing. And Pam, absolutely, there's more spots for Monday. I'll reach out to you to figure out a way to get you and your an entire team involved after the show. Um, yeah, by the way, by the way, that's a good point because I had some calls yesterday from people who said, listen, I want to bring uh, somebody else. I want to bring group. Um, we are open to uh, creating something that works for you guys. You know, we believe in skin in the game. That's why there's some fee associated with it. But if you have a group and you want to bring them, you know, please let us know. Uh, like I said, this is a game changing event. We're actually doing it from the Dragonfly Studios, which will be a badass presentation. So. Uh, you know, let us know. And the thing that really took off this year and in, 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 well, last year in 2020 was this idea of being a thought leader. And LinkedIn actually put out an article about it yesterday or two days ago where they really defined what thought leadership looks like and broke it into three buckets because we break up personal marketing into two buckets personal and business. How do you talk about who you are and what matters to you? And then how do you talk about what you do and what makes you different from anybody else in the market? Well, they broke it up into three buckets for thought leadership. That's industry thought leadership, organizational thought leadership, and product thought leadership, and how to do each of those things, which I thought was very simple. But when people who get overwhelmed by creating content, it's like, well, take it back. You know, it's always the kiss method, kiss method. It's always keep it simple, stupid, because that allows it to be repeatable and allows you to do it over and over and do it well and perfect it. Third thing that everybody should be focused on this year is genuine curiosity. So to me, if like you're building this as like, what do I absolutely have to do? I started with video, I master video, I master LinkedIn. Genuine curiosity is the father of learning. Why? 
Because if you're genuinely curious, you're going to invest in other people by asking them questions and you're going to get into a great habit of asking questions. And that's the way to build rapport with people. It's not to spew everything you know onto them. And that's really how coaching goes. I have this conversation with the leaders that we're working with is you stepped into this role. You're trying to help somebody and you immediately just threw everything you know at them without asking them any questions about what they want, what they what they need or how they can. So so here's a really good question that it's the beginning of the year. You can look yourself in the mirror and say, what do you really know about the people that you work with every day? They're right around you. They're they're right around you. What do you really know? And you see this glazed look like, I I don't really know much about them. What kind of ice cream do they like? What's their favorite meal? What's their wife's name? What do they have a pet? I mean, simple, stupid shit that, you know, you need to take the time to invest in those people by asking those questions and getting to that place. And I told you in my master's degree, which is what I do in all of my presentations, I lead off with, here's the thing that curiosity, I think is the number one thing that made me successful. I was genuinely curious, man. I wanted to know about people. One of the reasons I'm friendly with Warren, Warren Stuhl is I'm curious how his brain functions. And you know, so is he. he. He wants to know exactly how you run your business all the time. But I, I think that's where people don't understand. And, and that's really in sales. I think when people get trained on sales methods or within an organization's uh, organizational sales training, they get taught qualifying questions. Throw out the qualifying questions. Because if you're just moving through a qualifying questions list, you're not genuinely curious about that person. Ask the questions that come up. It might steer you in a different direction, but it might lead you exactly to where you need to be by diving deeper and deeper and deeper. And that goes for leaders too, as you're building rapport with people that you're leading. I love it. We're at 8, uh, 19. Yeah, we're done. So I got through three. I'm going to finish the other five on Thursday so I can save the, the, the last Oh, no, 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 Tomorrow. I will finish this list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tomorrow you can come back, check in for the the, the last five of the uh, things you need to focus on for 2021 in order to whip it. Um, have a fantastic day, whip Dad. Any good. closing remarks? Whip it good, baby. Whip it. Good. Whip it good. Let's go. Shay, take it away. <laughs>